What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to our final episode branded as the New Man Podcast. So what that means is on Monday, the same feed and everything is going to send you the same great content, but we're going to be under a new title. We got a new podcast cover, and I'm just super excited, super excited to share it all with you. Uh, There's a funny story behind it as well, which I believe I explained in Monday's episode. But all it's to say is this is sort of the end of an era. And I wanted to do something special. That's why this is called a bonus episode. It's not because it's uh, like additional content. You know, we publish every Friday. That's kind of our norm. Um, But usually it is not an interview. Our interviews are done once a week. And, um, you know, they've been on Mondays uh, moving forward. They're actually going to be on Thursdays. That's probably the only other change that's happening here. Um, But I wanted to share this interview with you. This is with a recent graduate of Deep Clean. His name is Chris. And he has a phenomenal story. So, you know, when people have amazing stories, you know, God's done something really cool in their lives through the program. We film it and usually we put it up on our website. Occasionally, I'll hear the story and I'll go, yeah, this needs to go on the podcast as well. And uh, this was one of those stories. Uh, just, it's really remarkable what Chris has done um, and what God has done through Chris. And um, sometimes I'm just kind of baffled. You know, I look at, I look at his life and how it's changed and I can't believe I was a part of it. And granted, you know, I'm a very small part of it. But nonetheless, uh, the fact that, that we got to just uh, play a role in Chris's life to, uh, you know, get things back on track, get his relationship back, uh, get his confidence back, um, and a whole bunch of other stuff, as you're going to hear, uh, is really, really phenomenal. So uh, that's exactly where we are going. I just want to let you know, I don't know why, but my audio quality in this Zoom interview is not great. And so I apologize for that. Um, I, we had worked all the bugs out here and I think it just went back to an old setting. So uh, Chris's voice is spectacular. Everything else is clear. Mine just sounds like I'm talking in like three tin cans. So I do apologize for that, guys. Um, I think I think this is the end of our audio blunders for now. But um, the content was just too good to not share. So I hope you're able to get past it and enjoy this incredible testimonial with a recent graduate of Deep Clean, Chris Bielefeld. Welcome to the New Man Podcast, a show for brave men to experience freedom in their faith, sexuality, and relationships. The goal? To provide practical tools and timeless principles that help you become the man you were made to be. And now, your host, Sathya Sam. All right, I'm here with Chris Bielefeld. Chris, welcome, man. Thanks so much for sitting down with me. Oh, Cynthia, thank you so much. It's a, it's a privilege to be here, and it's a pleasure to have this, this talk with you. Yeah, so you have been on quite the journey. Uh, before we hit record here, we were just talking about, like, you know, um, it's really been remarkable, I would say, what God has done in your life. Uh, you've inspired me, and you've been a huge inspiration to our community here at large. Um, so we're going to get into all of that. But um, for starters, man, just tell us a little bit about who are you, where are you from? Uh, give us the lowdown there. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, my name is Chris Bielefeld. I am from Benbrook, Texas, which is uh, right next to Fort Worth there next to Dallas. 37 years old. Uh, I work in the healthcare industry, supporting computer systems, servers specifically. And uh, I have two wonderful parents, uh, five siblings, and uh, we, we have a, a good close relationship and uh, I also work at my church as a song leader slash choir director. Been doing that for 10 plus years now. 
And uh, I'm someone that enjoys music, uh, enjoy tinkering around on the computer, built my first computer, I don't know, back in the early 2000s. Uh, <laughs> I own a house now, so I also do house projects. Of course. They're never ending. <laughs> um, enjoy being with my family, enjoying, enjoy being with, uh, with uh, my girlfriend currently. And uh, I feel very blessed. God has been very gracious to me. That's amazing, man. Amazing. So you've had, yeah, I would say you're a man of many talents. Uh, I think God was very good to you, uh, the parents you grew up with and everything else. Uh, but, you know, in some ways we connected on that front because I had a very similar story. My parents are educated people. They're loving. We grew up in a pretty easy going home, um, but had some problems behind the scenes. Uh, what brought you here where uh, you needed a program like Deep Clean? Well, I have been struggling before I joined uh, Deep Clean back in back in July. Uh, I had been struggling for 20 plus years with it. Some some seasons were more so than others, but there was, there was it was definitely a part of my life mm. up to that point. And it started off innocently enough. Uh, I think I was around 11 or 12 when when my world started changing. I started seeing the world differently. And I had a lot of hurts as a child, and I didn't realize before I joined the course how much those things were triggering me and causing me to feel shame, feel the regret, the guilt. And so to, to help myself out and, and to get over that, I turned to pornography yeah. and, uh, and, and to masturbation as well. And it was a very... Uh, of course, it didn't feel good. There was a lot of a lot of shame with that, but in the moment, it's amazing how that makes reality go away for just a little bit. And so, all the while, I'm I'm going to church regularly. I'm I'm reading my Bible and praying. Again, some periods better than others, and um, so that that went on for years and years. And uh, during this time, I was pursuing different girls. And one by one, nothing materialized with them. And so just kept on praying. And, and some, of the, uh, some of the rejection that I felt from some of those girls did, did lead me further into pornography, just, mm. just to try to deal with the pain, the, you know, the, the medicate the rejection. Yeah. And so I, that, and so I met my girlfriend uh, in September of 2020. And so she asked right away how I was doing in this area. Yeah. And I had to be honest and tell her. Uh, I, I knew that being dishonest was not going not gonna to help anybody and would definitely hurt us. And so I was honest with that. And she was very uh, gracious about that. She has always tried to help me and provide good tools, praying for me and all of that. But I would say the... The thing that was holding me back was I still had a lot of pride. I, I still thought I could do it by myself. Yeah. I still, um, because of my background working in computers, I, I like to solve problems. And so <laughs> I thought I can solve this one too, somehow, some way, even though the last few years wouldn't have borne that out. Yeah. And so fast forward several months into the relationship. Uh, I also had major heart surgery during that time. And I, I had improved a little bit but not to the level that I wanted to be to take the next step with my girlfriend. And so 
the Lord allowed us by providence to have a discussion one night and it became apparent to her that I really wasn't where I needed to be. And yeah. She was a little down and I shouldn't say a little, she was let down and she had some hurt from that. And so she kept on praying and how I came to find deep clean was she sent me an email. I think one of your weekly things that you do. And so I thought, well, here I am. The Lord had been softening my heart and, and just enabling me, I think crumbling my, my pride. And I thought, what have I got to lose here? And so mm-hmm. I went through the, the introductory video there. I, I, I liked how you stressed. This is for guys that are serious about this. And so we scheduled that first meeting. I met you. It was a really good experience. And what really encouraged me about you, Sophia, was that you'd walked this journey. And that hadn't been too long ago, but, uh, you know, the time has still gone by, you know, for you. And you had some good good years under your belt. So I, I, I really appreciated that and felt like, okay, here's someone that I can identify with. We're close in age. And I thought, I, I think this is going to be a good fit. And as they say, the rest is history uh, <laughs> with that. So, yeah, amazing. That's a really, really good overview. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but really uh, a very good overview, Chris. And um, I, I'm wondering if you can just talk a little bit about sharing with your girlfriend, because that that is a really difficult thing for guys to do. Um, I give huge props, by the way, to your girlfriend for just being direct about those questions, because I think. Um, you know, it's funny, like you can't, you can't sneak anything past your girl. Like they always know, um, they don't always have the bravery to ask about it. So I think it's awesome that, that she did that. And, um, and, you know, kind of, uh, drew some pretty clear lines that, uh, this wasn't going to work, uh, going any further in the relationship if porn was a problem. So I love that. And I think a lot of guys are scared of that. Why did you, um, why did you respond the way you did? Like, why did you say, okay, I do need to get help. Um, because I think some guys would get defensive about that or some guys would maybe, um, you know, they'd go download a couple podcasts. What, what was it for you that said, I'm, I'm going to really take this seriously. I, I'm going to go find a program or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do something really actionable here. Well, I had been telling her that I was doing okay and I was doing better, Mm -hmm. but one day it would, it was simply, you know, several months into the relationship, she could tell not a whole lot positively it happened and she didn't want to continue on with that. And so she gave me uh, an ultimatum that, yeah. yeah, we can, we can continue seeing each other, but this has to be, this has to be dealt with. This has to be worked on. And so that was kind of the last, the, the straw that broke the camel's back. Uh, was, yeah. It was just something that, okay, I need some help. I need to find someone that's been down the road ahead of me that can help me. I mean, I, I think it was just a God thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's really spectacular. Yeah. Um, so you, you made the decision to join deep clean and um, you really hit the ground running. Like I think, um, you know, everybody's in different positions when they come into the program, but it, it was very clear for you that like you, you had your head in this game. Like you said, yes. And there were no other options. Um, here we are now. I don't know how long. I think maybe four months later. Um, I think you've had one slip since you started the program, uh, which is a, a dramatic turnaround from what things were like before. And as you mentioned, like it wasn't just that you, you and your girlfriend were working through some things. 
Um, you also had major heart surgery. Uh, you were, you know, on leave of absence from work, recovering. Like you had some stuff going on, man. And um, and no less, uh, still while the pandemic stuff was going on. Although you know, you do live in Texas, where the pandemic's pretty much ancient history there. But um, but I I guess I'm I guess I'm kind of wondering like what um, what has your experience been like through this program, um, and what what do you attribute to you know this dramatic turnaround that you've experienced? Yeah, that's really good. I would say that my approach was completely wrong. I, I thought that it was simply a matter of willpower of saying, Hey, I'm a, I'm a Christian man here. I, I, I love the Lord. I'm serving him. I, I just need to spend more time in the word and prayer. And those are very good things. Yeah. Um, but I just didn't realize the hurts that I had in my life and going through the course helped to draw those out. And I always wondered how could I have this belief of not objectifying women, uh, of, of, of treating them with kindness and grace. How can I truly have that belief, but not live it out? Mm. And discovered that there were some hurts that I had that would trigger me to do something to medicate that pain, that, that disappointment. And so that's what I was using to to ease the hurt that I had from my childhood and from some of the other things I didn't quite accept about myself, the way that God had made me. Yeah. So going to the, the material, you were very methodical with that. And so much of it, I thought, wow, that's me. It truly resonated with the core of, of, of who I was. And it was just amazing how for the first few weeks of the course, it was something that I was riding the wave a little bit. Yeah, But as I started to come back to more real life, I began to find my, my thinking changing. I was starting to love myself more. I began to remind myself that that's not who I am anymore, yeah. that I'm a new man. And by God's grace, I've been able to accept some of the things about myself that I wasn't early on accepting. Yeah. And and so I, I went for so many years not knowing what the real problem was and deep clean helped me find what that was. Yeah. And it's, it's been an amazing journey. Amazing, man. Amazing. Um, I wonder if you can maybe elaborate on it a little bit. Like um, you kind of talked about just feeling more comfortable being yourself. And I, I think that's something I noticed on you. Like even when I think about just the way you appear, your countenance uh, to use a biblical term compared to when you started, there's, there's this ease about you, you know, that I don't think was there before. Um, and I would, I would say that that ease that was not even there the first maybe month that we were working together. Um, Cause as you said, it was a, it was a mental shift, right. From, from kind of like the, okay, I'm going to say yes. And you sort of ride the, the high of that moment, you know, just committing to right. a program, like, let's go, I'm going to do this. Um, but then the rubber hits the road, you know, and you've got to really do some, some digging and some pretty hard work. Um, I guess I'm wondering if you can just talk a little bit about that identity shift. Like, what does it feel like to be in this position now later, knowing that you've kind of left something behind? Uh, you're not that same person that you were uh, a few months ago. What, what feels different? What do you notice about yourself that, um, that has changed? Well, I like what you said. I mean, I, I do believe that, that there is an ease to my life that I didn't have before. Uh, yeah. definite, definitely some, uh, some of a performance mindset. And while, while it's not, what, explain what that is. 
So a performance mindset is, is when a person feels that they have to do something to get something in return, that, that we don't necessarily have value in and of ourselves, that we have to please people. That's another thing that goes along with that. Right. And so you just get in this cycle of expecting if, if, if I need something, if, if there's something in my life that is bothering me, then I have to do something for someone else or even the Lord to get something in return versus the true freedom we have in Christ is that I'm a son mm. and he loves his son. There, there, <laughs> there's nothing more that I can do to, to please him. Uh, he loves me the way that I am. And, and with his Holy spirit, he leads and guides me. And so not a, not a huge shift necessarily uh, in terms of, you know, I, I never heard that concept. It was more of just putting the dots to get and realizing, Oh, everything is okay. Yeah. And I, myself just with things that I would get frustrated over um, several months ago I don't get frustrated like I used to yeah I feel it there's that processing and then I think okay well we just keep going yeah with this yeah what what a difference it makes isn't it like to have that kind of self-management it goes a long way and I've certainly observed that in you as well because it's not like it's not like life has been daisies and roses since you joined the program, right? Like you still had your share of ups and downs and difficult conversations and, um, you know, some curveballs have come your way. I'm, I'm thinking of even some of the things you've had to deal with with your choir and your mm-hmm. involvement there and all of that. And you've really taken everything in stride. And yeah, you've had just a whole nother level of poise and maturity and how you've kind of handled the cares of life, you know, that, that come for everybody. So I uh, can't give you enough credit, man. Um, we, we talked about this as well before we hit record. Um, but, you know, when, when people jump on a call with me, my, probably my favorite question to ask is, what does your porn-free life look like? And, you know, for some guys, it's really hard to go there because they've been bogged down by porn for so long that it's hard to even imagine a life without it, let alone, you know, dream about some of the things that, you know, they want to do, like the, some of the callings on their life and some of the projects they want to start and uh, whatever else it may be. Um, so I was asking you, like, okay, what's next? You know, like, because I think it's important to have that vision once you kind of complete the program and you go on to the next leg. It, you know, vision is what propelled you this far. So you want to keep having vision ahead. And, uh, and you had you'd forgotten about some of those things, you know, because it's funny, those things just, you know, they go to the back burner as you're head first in the course. But, um, but now that you're, you're at this point, um, you know, the tables have clearly turned here and you're going to that next leg of the journey. What, what's ahead for you, man? Like, what are you excited about? And what are some of the things that maybe you're going to pursue that you wouldn't have been able to four or five months ago. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I, I just, just to kind of preface my, my response with this, it's amazing how much freer a person is when they're not battling guilt, shame, and regret on a daily basis. And some yeah. of these things I definitely wanted to accomplish, but I was held back, like you said. And so I would love to continue to be involved in music, uh, write music. I enjoy, as, as God gives me inspiration, I, uh, I enjoy writing music uh, about mm. different, different facets of life. Um, I'd honestly love to help other guys in some way that are struggling with this. Yeah. I, I think that would just be amazing to be able to, to do that. I also hope to uh, have a family someday and to be able to lead them with integrity and be free to do so. Yeah. Come on. Not in, with, with, with an addiction. Mm. 
that's just a short list. <laughs> that's awesome, man. I love it. I love it. You are uh, possibly talking to some guys who are maybe a few months behind you. You know, maybe they've, uh, they've had an awakening. Maybe, you know, maybe their significant other has given them an ultimatum or there's something else that's kind of, um, you know, bring, brought things to the surface and they know that, that they need to do something. Uh, but, but, you know, uh, that's a scary thing. It's a scary thing to jump on a call with a stranger like me and talk about such a private issue. <laughs> It's a scary thing to think about, you know, committing to a program because, you know, what if it doesn't work out? What if, um, you know, what if I'm not Chris? You know, what if Chris had a bunch of things going for him that I don't have? Um, you know, th there's, there's lots of reasons that maybe might stop somebody. I wonder if you can just talk to them for a moment. Uh, what, what would you say to somebody who's maybe on the fence and knows they need to take a step, but they're just a little bit hesitant? Well, the first thing I would say is just to those guys, just stop and pause and just consider what you've been trying in the past. Uh, I know for me, I, I had to honestly look myself in the mirror and think what I'm doing isn't working. Mm -hmm. um, if that were possible, I think it would have happened years ago. And so number one, I truly do need help. And number two, it's okay to be honest. People really do, do respect someone and appreciate their honesty. It may not always be comfortable. And, and a guy does need to, be led of the, the, the spirit for how to share and with whom to share. But there's a freedom that comes with bringing it into the light. Mm. And the neat thing about it is that you find out that you're not alone. There, yeah. there are other, lot, lots of guys that are going through the same issue, the same battle. And for me, it was like, I'd been in a room with other guys my whole life, but the light was off. And so mm -hmm. by joining the force, in essence, I turned the light on. Yeah. And realized, hey, I'm not alone. For me personally, that was a big, that was one of the big lies that I believe from Satan was that I was alone and mm -hmm. that, that I couldn't find help. And so just by taking that step, you know, with, with this program or really with any program, just, just to admit that you're wrong, I think goes a long way. And the Lord gives grace to the humble. So yeah. that, that cannot be understated. And it certainly was in my case. Yeah, beautifully said, beautifully said. Okay, one last question. You're also talking to some guys who maybe have embarked on the journey. You know, they, they're making some progress and somewhere along the way they've hit a wall. I think one of the things that's been remarkable for you is every time you have hit a wall, Chris, you have found a way to respond correctly, uh, to, not, to not have a setback or relapse and to move forward. And I'm even thinking about, um, you know, the one relapse you did have in the last few months it's actually very rare um, to, to just have a one-off relapse. Um, mm. Usually, you know, we, we kind of justify it like, oh, well, I already slipped once. What's another? That kind of thing. Um, but right. you really bounce back quickly. I'm wondering if you can just maybe kind of share the secret sauce there, man. Like what, uh, what is it that's allowed you to just keep the momentum going so consistently over an extended period of time? Well, you know, I... <laughs> you're talking about the secret sauce and I'm thinking, yeah, that's, that's a pretty, pretty cool idea there. You know, honestly, I think it's been very much a one day at a time thing. Mm. And the, the, the slip that I had, because I've been following your, your, your guidance, your wisdom there, I've been getting my emotions out, my thoughts out. And so I was able to pinpoint what it was that led me to that. And mm -hmm. so, 
And it, it was a pretty big hurt that I experienced. It, it was the closing of a door, so to speak. Okay, my life's going to look different. Now what? Yeah. And so through all of that, God was working in me. And, and I knew deep down that I didn't want to do it. You know, it, it, was, it was just, you know, one of those things, as, as Paul says, you know, that which I don't want to do, I do. And, you know, all of that. And so, yeah. but, but where, I, where I stand before, or sit uh, before you now, I really am wanting to keep going. Um, I always wonder what it would feel like to, to, you know, I mean, there's always the battle, the struggle, but I've wondered if I'd ever get to a point where it was okay to just say, okay, I'm, I'm just going to go to bed or I'm not going to dwell on this. And God has been with me every step of the way. And yeah, I think you just keep going. And for me, you, you have to remind yourself, even after you slip, that God still loves you. Yeah. That he wasn't caught off guard by it. You don't have to go, you know, serve in a monastery somewhere. <laughs> you just simply identify yourself with Christ. And so much of that for me helped to just heal the burdens that I was truly bearing. And that was what I, what I needed, kind of the missing link, uh, if yeah. you will. From Yeah. Well, Chris, you're, you're an inspiration, man. Thank you for just detailing your testimony uh really appreciate it and uh you know it goes without saying that um the person who started all this for you you know your girlfriend um has has a lot to be thankful for man you've done so well and i want to say it here uh this is obviously a, a bit more of a public forum but i am so proud of you you know you have just you've really done the work and um if i could even answer the last question i just asked you a little bit further i think one of the things that has really impressed me about you is your execution like uh, you know, you'd come to the group coaching calls. I'm struggling at night. You know, I can tell my thoughts are kind of drifting. They're going back to those places. I'm not giving mm -hmm. in, but I don't like the thought life. What do I do? So we talked about, you know, building a nighttime routine, uh, you know, mm -hmm. some of the little checks, checks and balances to put in place. And like next week it was like, okay, I did it. And, you know, it wasn't like it perfectly cured it, but it was better. And a month later it was like, oh, I can really feel the difference. But I, it sounds so simple, but, you know, that simple step of like, I'm coming to get advice. And then you've given me advice and I'm going to trust it. I'm going to put it in like just unbelievable. It speaks volumes about your character. And I think the intensity that you were really tackling this thing and, and you've been rewarded, man, you earned every little bit of it. So well done. Very proud of you. Uh, really excited to, to share your story here as well with our community. And I know a lot of other guys who are looking for inspiration. Um, thanks, man. Thanks, Chris. A uh, job well done, my friend. Awesome. Thank you, Sophia. It's been a blessing and a, and a privilege thus far. And uh, like I said earlier, God led me here specifically. And I'm grateful for whatever method he used uh, to yeah. get me because it's worth it. And, and I'm excited for the future. I honestly feel that, that I can do some things and I'm not encumbered like I was before. Mm. I've always had some good thoughts and ideas but I wasn't free to, to jump in with, with both feet and to go face them head on. So thank you for, for your part in all of this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Hey, I'll be cheering you on every step of the way, man, as you pursue your dreams. I'm looking forward to hearing about it. Thanks for sharing today, Chris. Really appreciate it, man. All right. Thank you. Well, that was my interview with Chris Bielefeldt. And uh, I told you, like, just an amazing story of what the Lord can do in someone's life uh, when they're committed, when they're dedicated and consistent. 
And um, I absolutely marvel. So I hope you're encouraged by that. Um, I hope you found some hope in that. You know, if you're struggling yourself, these are the kinds of things you got to keep listening to. You want to feed yourself with things that that make you um, conscious of recovery, conscious of the reality that anybody can make this change in their life. Anybody can get this resolved once and for all. You know, recovery is not reserved for a particular people group or personality type. Everybody's got a shot here. And I want to encourage you, if maybe you're not struggling yourself, but you know somebody who is, send this to them. Give them hope. Give, give them a chance to, to see light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, because oftentimes when we hear these stories, you know, whether it's for a breakthrough here in this area of sexuality or, or finances or whatever, like when you hear it, you're like, wait, if it can happen for him, it can happen for me too. And, um, and so I'd encourage you, you know, if you're not struggling yourself, uh, make sure that you get this into the ears of somebody who is. Uh, now, this is the last episode branded as the New Man Podcast. Guys, I want to thank you for um, all the listening that you have done so far. I think we're at, I don't know, seven or 8,000 downloads, and we've only been around here for about five months. So that's pretty remarkable. And the best is yet to come. I'm telling you, uh, this new rebrand is going to take the podcast to another level uh, just in our reach uh, because uh, what you're going to find out in the, the story I share on Monday, I think it's on Monday, is that um, this episode or this title rather, title of this podcast was shared by another podcast that is um, quite a bit more successful. So um, we found a unique title. Uh, it's going to allow us to just do a little bit more with SEO and really have a broader reach, not competing with other podcasts under the same brand. So Super excited about that. Thank you for your listenership. It means the world to me. And uh, let's go. New podcast on Monday. Can't wait to share it with you guys. I will talk to you very, very soon. Have a great weekend. Much love. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The New Man Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, you can share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, please sign up for the weekly newsletter at www.sathiasam.com or follow on Instagram at Sam. Thanks again and see you next time.